0: He's gay. I mean, he's gay. Excuse me. He's blind. If you're at lunch, or if you have no
1: appetite, now is a good time to switch off the radio. It will not be pleasant listening. Welcome to the Lawrence Ross Show.
2: You sound a little taller on radio.
1: A two-hour weekly exploration into the mind of a man who calls it like he sees it, but he can't see his audience.
3: So what if I'm blind?
1: At least I don't have to look at your ugly face. Want to interact with this fool? You Call or text the comment line 813-602-2715 Hope you enjoy the program because no refunds will be issued
2: I'll write it and we'll do it live
4: The
5: The Lawrence Ross Show. How's it going, everybody? Thank you for tuning in tonight. If you're checking this out live on TF52.com or RadioChaos.net, K-A-O-S.net, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Got a lot of ground to cover this week. Let's get into it. But first,
6: let's let the boys from Boston do it. Come on, guys. Show us how it's done. Until I met a
3: blind man who taught me how to see. Yeah, a blind man
4: who could change night into day. And if I... Chasing all the cats
3: away
4: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. All righty.
5: Oh boy well thank you for tuning in everybody Always nice to be behind this microphone just wanna send a couple of uh shout-outs First uh, to uh small well actually I wanna get the well wanna get some general housekeeping stuff taken care of first before I get into anything uh, if you'd like uh, you can text or call 813-602-2715 would love to hear from you tonight and I took out the screening feature so it's going to be a case of if you dial up and I hit the button pow you're on the air there's no screening process you don't got to give your name I'll just I'll just see oh we got a call from say I don't know uh, 316 or something like that you know wh- whoever <laughs> And uh, it'll be a beautiful, beautiful thing. Love to hear from you tonight. Again, that number is 813-602-2715. Or if you don't want to do that, you can do a uh, Twitter, uh, twitter.com at Blind which I'm not going to change, by the way. I'm not changing the blind moniker that is associated with my name. No one has asked me to. No one has ever asked me to. But I will get into that later on tonight into the program. And uh, so there's that. You can check out the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash L Ross 1987. And of which, ladies and gentlemen, a couple of uh, shout outs. So thank you to the following people. Thank you to Alexis Kanan and Don the Florida Chick Mathis. That is how she is built on Facebook. So that is how I am doing it. <laughs> So thank you, everybody, for liking the page. You can always uh, hit the like button, and your name will be acknowledged at the beginning of the program. And uh, so there is that. Uh, but if I want to continue on with the shout-out her real quick, then I'll get into the uh, program. I want to send a shout-out to uh, Jan Ross and uh, Denise out of Hyde Park, New York. Uh, they got their merchandise. So thank you very much, guys. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Hope that you guys will uh, support the program. Spread the word on your social media platforms. Uh, they received, uh, they are recipients of the IC Character t shirt, as well as a couple of uh, COVID 19 uh, face masks. They're getting those. And, uh, and also, Denise is getting a mug as Jan has his own mug. So there you go. <laughs> All right. So we got, okay, taking care of that. All right. Uh, now I want to send out a, a shout out to. Uh, some old family friends uh, currently live in Las Vegas, as uh, Sir Mix A Lot says in the song "Jump on It." He says, "Las Vegas, Navidad. I know it's Nevada. I just like saying it like that. Well, friend. Well, truthfully, I don't know what part of Las Vegas they live in. But shout out to uh, Debbie and Anthony. Uh, thank you very much, guys, for checking out the program. I've, I've heard, I've, I've heard great things that. I heard that they just loved, loved the Ted Cruz song that debuted last week. So I might as well play it now. Here we go. For anybody who may have missed it or if you haven't heard it on the podcast yet, this is a little song I wrote about Ted Cruz, and it's called Ted Cruz is fucking insane. (laughs) So here you go.
1: Back in about a minute 40. Turns out there wasn't just one, there were two labs within miles of where this outbreak occurred that were studying coronaviruses from bats. He is a senator, a lawyer, and
6: a damn loon. His constituents are frozen, but he's in Cancun. While Texas got iced over, he just hopped aboard a jet plane. Ted Cruz is fucking insane He's a Republican who's probably against weed This inbred-looking hilljack is a fucking hayseed I hope the Lone Star folks vote him out on election day Ted Cruz is fucking insane He's a skunk and he's a phony He was once George Bush's crony Just another inauthentic, dishonest piece of shit Back in Texas, they lost power, but he takes a nice hot shower while he's on vacation. He's looking at Mexican tits. He's just a schmuck, a fucking clown, head up his own ass, his nose is brown. He's a disgrace, he should be ashamed. Let's kick him out because he's
1: fucking insane. The U.S. government was funding the Chinese research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology.
2: Get off my plane.
5: The Lawrence Ross Show. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I, I had a lot of fun, as I said, as, as I said last week, I had a lot of fun putting that one together. And uh, very, uh, uh, very proud that it's getting, uh, you know, it's getting a little recognition uh, here and there. So thank everybody for checking it out. Oh, and I uh, 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 just want to say that I've been getting some uh, I've been getting some feedback lately concerning the program. Uh, thank you to uh, Karen out of uh, Canada. I, I know that I wished her happy birthday uh, last week. Uh, but, oh, jeez. Uh, you know, folks, I don't know if I should put up a sign or just tell the guy to just not bug me during the program, but he still does. Hold on a second. Hang on, hang on. He's, he's, hang on a second. He's, he's lowering his way towards the microphone as if he's, I don't know. I don't, hold, hold on a minute, folks. Yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, talk in the microphone if you're, if, if you're going to talk.
4: Yeah, yeah, All right. Uh, hey, hey, look, man. Just in the show last week. Uh-huh. And uh, when you said happy birthday
5: to Karen. Uh-huh. Yeah, the music cracked up, man. It was so damn loud. Couldn't hear it. Well, I. Got it fixed. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. You got it fixed, man, but still. I monitored the show, and, uh, you tend to do that sometimes, man. You get the music cranked up just a little too loud, man. So, uh, you gotta watch levels there. While I'm monitoring it through the, uh, through the headphones. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, you're monitoring it through the headphones. Good for you. Yeah, it may sound good to you, but on the playback, man, like. You going to be crap about my uh food choices? Uh-huh. And you had the 3 dog guy cranked up. I could barely hear what you he were saying to me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, look. You know what? I'm going to do with you later on, man, because you're really driving me crazy today. All right. Ugh, just get him out of here. All right. There we go. All right. Uh, mm. ah, sorry about that. These 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 people sometimes they they come in here and they want to mess with the program while well, I'm trying to do the show by the way. <laughs> totally throwing me off my game here, guys. You're taking me out of my dang element. Uh, but anyway, uh, but yeah, um, yeah I've had a nice little conversation with uh, Karen this past week, a uh, weekend, I should say. Of um, uh, She was very appreciative of the birthday shout out. Uh, she didn't mind the music was cranked up a little too loud, and uh, she was actually kind of curious as to what the song was that I used at the top of the show. Well, that is Blind Man by Aerosmith, if anybody is out there wondering. She described it as kind of like a country western kind of a thing, which. Maybe it probably could be a country western song, but it's a rock song really and for some reason, I don't know why, but for some reason, the album Big Ones seems to be the only place where i've ever where I've ever been able to find like a version of it and I don't know why, but I took out the the uh at the beginning of the song, you can hear the sound of a click uh which is the sound of Steven Tyler opening up a switchblade and then it goes right into the song, which I don't know why the uh, why that was implemented at the beginning of the song? I think it could have been. You know, I think the song is fine without it. So that's that's why that is never heard uh, in the intro. It just goes right into the song. So that's how I do it around here. All right. Uh, so let's see. Well, you know. Okay. So let's see. I'm the personal recap. So Friday night basically just hung out and just uh, re-listened to the uh, program.
3: Because you're an egomaniac.
5: No, no, the reason I did it was because of uh, quality control.
4: Egomaniac.
5: Oh, d- all right, okay. You know what, man? You know what? All right. Hold, hold on a second. Hey, hey, dude. Hey, dude. Because of that crack, you know what? You're not getting the uh, uh,
7: you're not getting a uh, snack tonight, man.
5: Oh, that's oh, folks. You can't see this. This is radio, but he just shot me the bird stewie just shot me the bird yeah yeah he's uh uh he's not too happy about it well hey you're lost man anyway um so let's see listen to show on friday night and then saturday pretty much just uh hung out just you know didn't do all that much just, you know just hung out watched a little tv all that stuff and then sunday was a uh, laundry day and uh work has been work. And the nice thing is that now it's starting to clear up. It's starting to clear up. We don't have to deal. We don't have to deal with snow. Yeah, we got to deal with some cold weather, but that's only at the beginning of the day, and then only lasts about oh forty five minutes. I'd say. Well, I don't know. Give or take. It doesn't last too long, and then eventually it dissipates, and then it uh, kind of starts to go back. You know, it it kind of starts to get get to a different temperature. It's like it's been in the sixties lately. It's been nice. But enjoy, but I got to enjoy it for now because I'm pretty sure within three weeks now, it's going to be, yeah, it's, it's going to be the end of March going into April and it's going to be, we're probably gonna have days of where it's going to be like 80 something degrees, really nice, 84, you know, nothing too bad. Then all of a sudden come around April 15th, it's going to be like 92 degrees and Kansas just, you know, just, just, you know, just when I was used to the, uh, the humid heat of Florida, something I could somewhat tolerate. I gotta deal with this dry heat, man. This dry heat thing. I mean, okay, I'm from Florida. I'm I'm still not quite used to it. I'll never forget the one time it was it was at, it was Independence Day, and I was just hanging out in my apartment, and I stepped outside for not even a minute. I would say about ten to fifteen seconds, and I didn't have my sunglasses on for some reason. And just standing outside the apartment door, just kind of like, uh, you know, just with with the sun really hitting you right in the face. Oh, man, I had to close my eyes for a little bit. I'm Like, oh, geez, it's like it's it's like it's like the sun is right in my eyes. I mean, not not not. I mean, I mean, yeah, that 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 could. Yeah, that's a problem right there. You know, it kind of hurts a little bit because you got that heat and all that stuff. But still, uh, yeah, you know, this is dry heat, something I got to contend with and I'll I don't know, I'll, Well, i do not know, <laughs> maybe in case if y'all get used to it by the time I get used to it, I'll probably be out of here, I don't know, but, so, there's that, and, uh, well, I experienced, uh, something for the first time, uh, today, and it, uh, quite frankly, it was, it was, it was really, ugh, it was, it was not fun, folks, was on my way to work today, and all of a sudden, I just, all of a sudden, I just, I, I just, I just start smelling something real bad, man, and somebody along the highway must have hit a skunk, because what I've heard is you can smell that from up to about two miles away, and I never knew just how bad it was until I got a chance to smell it myself, and let me just say, even through the mask, even while wearing a mask, I could still smell it through the mask. That's (laughs) that's, 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 That's how powerful a dead skunk odor is, and the skunk, you know, I, I honestly don't understand the purpose of skunks in the animal kingdom. I mean, are they are the skunks just the homeless alcoholics of the animal kingdom and we just don't know it? The, the only way you can really get rid of a skunk, I guess you could say, is just spray them with tomato juice. Because for, for some reason, they don't like tomato juice. I wonder what they would react to if you had like some spicy V8 or something that 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 that'd probably make them real mad. But uh I do not want to encounter a skunk. I mean it, it I mean they, 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 they don't sound I mean you know quite frankly folks, I'm a little scared of certain animals. The non-domesticated animals like skunks because I don't know what they're gonna do. Uh, possums I definitely don't know what the hell they're gonna do. And I've read online that possums are real sweet, they're real gentle, they're real docile. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. So Okay, easy for you to say, but from what I've read is that thing has fifty teeth, and I don't want any of those taking a chunk out of me, man, because it does not sound like fun. Don't forget, growing up, I had a uh, uh, growing up, I had a dog, Freckles, a, a basset hound, and uh, there were a couple of times where it'd be middle of the night and we'd hear him barking, and we'd go outside to investigate, and he's. And he's getting into it with a possum. He's he's very territorial of the house. He's barking at the darn thing. He's he's got the thing cornered. I'm not sure what he's gonna do with it. maybe maybe will probably just bark at it or something. I don't know. But you know, he's 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 doing his dog you know, he's doing his dog thing. He's 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 watching over the house, making sure we're okay. But this was back in the day when we had one of those swing pet door deals. The swinging pet door which 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 is really cool. You know, you just you know, you don't it it, it from from uh it you can attach it to a sliding glass door and then that way when your dog or cat is to go out you don't have to get up and physically open the door for them. if they you know you know if, if they want to go outside they they can just go through the little swing pet door and all is good well we had the swing pet door and freckles had cornered this baby possum and my mom is freaking out and rightfully so because she's thinking what if that possum runs through the darn house you know cuz Again, I don't know what the thing is going to do. I'm blind, so I get I I get I guess I'm kind of screwed with my cane. I guess I guess my cane probably won't help. Maybe it will, I don't know. I've ne- never had to encounter a possum solo, thankfully. But uh those those things, man, I I I don't care what anyone tries to tell me. I I don't believe possums look all that good from what I've heard. They look pretty damn ugly, so I, I'm not going near one. And, uh, it's just, it's, so, it's something I want to avoid. I want to avoid any sort of contact with any sort of animal that's wild. All right. And please spare me the argument that you can take this, the, this, the, the stink gland or, you know, you, you, you can, you can de uh, I don't know. You can de-skink, yeah, uh, wait a minute. You can de stink a skunk supposedly. I don't know how you do that, but I'm not doing that. And I'm not keeping that as a pet. The only kind of pet that I want, dog or cat or fish. Okay, dog, cat, fish, and maybe a parrot. Other than that, I don't want to hear about, you know, I don't want to meet someone and have her say, Hey, what's you meet my pet tiger? He's really friendly. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. You keep telling me that there, sweetheart. That thing could probably rip me to shreds if I'm not looking. <laughs> Or, uh, uh, you know, it just, you know, yeah, no thank you. I, I, yeah, it's it's freaky. Anyway, I don't have anything really big for sports other than the, o- the only thing that I could, re- the only thing I really saw that really stuck out to me was that uh, Tiger Woods has now told the responding officers that he doesn't remember driving the car. So my question is what? Did, did he fall asleep at the wheel and he just doesn't want to tell us? Or, could this be a case of him trying to cover up something? I honestly don't know anymore. Maybe he. Maybe he fell asleep at the wheel. Maybe he was taking some prescription medication. We don't know. But, what I do know is that it gives me a good chance to replay the Tiger Woods song that aired last week, and so, well. Here it is. Hope you enjoy it. Back after this. Stand by. Hey, it's Tiger. I' tired. I' doing a
7: huge favor. Please take your name off your phone. My wife went to my phone.
6: He was once the golfing champion Yes, he ruled the green Until 2009, Thanksgiving night. My wife went to my phone. His wife got mad and oh, hot damn. She fucked up his face. As he pulled away she yelled, out, fuck you, Tiger's bad legs, can't control his ride, it's true, Tiger's bad legs, hey man hit the brakes, he's hit a tree or two, throw away his golfing shoes, Tiger's bad legs, think his career is, his career is
2: through hitting a ball with a crooked stick and then walking after it and then hitting it again
6: He had a thing for the ladies with big perky breasts Now he's down and out and feeling lame In 2017 he caught a DUI SUVs and golf carts don't drive the same. Tiger's bad legs, can't control his ride, it's true. Tiger's bad legs, hey man, hit the brakes, he's hit a tree or two. Throw away his golfing shoes. Tiger's bad legs, think his career is. His career is all through. My wife went through my phone and uh, may be calling
7: you. Just to have it as a number. Um, his now. Just have it as your telephone number. Too. Okay, you
8: gotta do this for me quickly. All right, bye.
6: Pulled him through the fragments of that smashed window pane. I wonder if he is actually blind. He really should just hang it up, he's pushing 45. All good things come to an end, yes, it's true. Tiger's bad legs, can't control his ride, it's true. Tiger's bad legs, hey man, hit the brakes. He's hit a tree or two, throw away his golfing shoes tiger's bad legs think his career is his career's all through
9: the 45 year old's injuries do not appear to be life-threatening it is not clear tonight if the world's most accomplished golfer will play the sport he has defined for decades ever again
7: You ever watch golf on television? It's like watching flies Fuck.
5: The Lawrence Ross Show. Hope you guys enjoyed that. And uh, so, yeah, but uh, I really don't have all that much else in regards to sports. Like, uh, you know, there really hasn't all that much been happening. Well, uh, well, other than the Tampa Bay Lightning, which uh, I haven't talked about them in a while. But, yeah, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they they're, do- they're doing really good. They won last night. They've been having a couple of real nail biters of some games recently, but they've been doing. But as I say, they've been doing really good. There's actually a game tonight at uh, eight o'clock. No, I'm sorry, seven o'clock. Uh, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a second. Why wait, Why am I saying this? Because by the time because of the time you hear this program, if you're listening to the podcast, the game will be long gone. Uh, they're playing the Blackhawks uh, tonight, so hopefully they get a good victory out of it and uh let see where that goes from there and uh ho- 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 who knows maybe 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 they'll be able to hoist the Stanley Cup again third time that, that'd, that'd be sweet if they did would love that okay now I've been meaning to get to this for quite some time but uh got sidetracked with some other stuff that uh happened and uh well I was meaning to play this on the 19th but uh you know some other stuff uh uh, Got in the way, but uh, this is a uh, this is a thing uh, the YouTube channel Weird History did, and it was uh, some stuff that you didn't know about George Washington. So I I find this I uh, find this to be rather fascinating. So here we go.
10: We're used to picturing George Washington as an older gentleman with white hair and false teeth. But-
5: yeah. Well, in all fairness, hey, I. I didn't know he had white hair. I mean, I know he had false teeth. And they're not wooden teeth, by the way. They're, they're not. That, that was just a, I don't know. That was a myth, I guess. I, I'm not sure how they came up with it, but that's, that's what they came up with. They, they said George Washington had wooden teeth when, in fact, uh, he did not have wooden teeth. And he never chopped down a cherry tree, tree, too. I, I, I don't know exactly why they tell kids that. Well, I don't know. Maybe to, Maybe to reinstate the moral of honesty, I guess. I don't
10: know. Anyway. False teeth. But he was once a young man. And like a lot of young men, he had an eye for the ladies. Ooh, hello, baby.
5: You <laughs> know all fairness, you know all fairness, it's it's not like it's 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 not like you know it's you know, it's not like he could have said to her like, Hey baby, remember when I lost at Valley Forge against those frogs? Well guess what? I still have love for you, and one of these days I'm gonna rule these colonies, baby.
10: At 27, George became engaged to a young widow named Martha Dandgride Custis, who would become his famous wife, Martha Washington. However, while he was planning his wedding to this wealthy landowner's daughter, he was also writing romantic letters to a married woman named Sally Fairfax.
5: Oh, coming up next on the next episode of Cheaters. (laughs) Oh, jeez. You know, if this was, you know, if this was a YouTube, you know, you know, if George Washington... If he wasn't the guy who he was, and he was just a YouTuber, and and this and, and this kind of stuff would happen today, he'd probably be exposed for some sort of uh some sort of infraction. Somebody, somebody, somebody would be having the receipts on him. <laughs> They'd be having like
6: screenshots of text messages, and like you know, if you like spilled tea, George Washington, or whatever.
10: <laughs> anyway, I digress. Oh, George, you sly fox. <laughs>
6: Oh, jeez. I just, I, I love, I, I love, I love the smart, uh, yeah, I love the smart, smart alecky remarks they throw in on this channel. This, this is a lot of fun. You know, you know, those you know, remember,
5: remember when you were in history class and there's always, and always be that one smart ass in the classroom, always cracking jokes. That's what these guys are and they do a real good job of it.
10: In one of the letters, dated September 12th, 1758, Washington told Sally that he remained devoted to a lady. In the parlance of the times, this was a way of implying his forbidden love for her. Because circumstances...
5: Well, that's kind of strange. I mean, like, when, when do you say something eloquent, like, you know, Dearest Sally, I am thinking of you.
10: Something like that kept them apart, the lovelorn and su- love them- circumstances kept them apart. the lovelorn and surprisingly poetic Washington went on to say of Fairfax, I feel the force of her amiable beauties and the recollection of a thousand tender passages that I could wish to obliterate.
5: <laughs> I guess it's a nice way of saying, "Hey, I really wish I could be with you, but i uh but by the same token, I kind of like this other woman.
10: The letter also acknowledged Martha in slightly less poetic terms, calling Uh, her an uh. animating prospect. Oh, wow. (laughs) Man. Sheesh. The truth was, however, Washington was entering into marriage with Martha for reasons having to do with social convention and economic prospects rather than love.
5: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Wow. Well, at least it's not a sham marriage. At At least that wasn't the case.
10: Fairfax, for her part, kept George's letter until the end of her life
5: Well, okay, well, then what, okay, then what happened? What happened? So when, so when she passed on, did somebody just like, like find the letter and go, oh, this is interesting
10: When George and Martha were married in 1759, Martha brought her two surviving children, Jackie and Patsy, to the Union Washington chose to raise the children as his own.
5: And- ah, <laughs> that's nice. Not only the father of our country, but a stepfather.
10: By all accounts, was a doting as his own, and by all accounts, was a doting, loving parent. It's even known that he ordered special toys from London for the two kids.
5: Wait, 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 hang on a second now. Hold on a second now. Hang on a second now. London's right in the... Hey, wait, Hang on a second now. Hang on a minute now. Let's back up a little bit here. 1759, uh, the Seven Years' War was still happening with uh, London, you know, with uh, England, you know, uh, uh, King George, and then, and then when it was all said and done, jolly old London needed a jolly old bailout, so they decided to tax the living daylights out of the citizens. Hmm, this sounds very familiar. Very familiar indeed. Country's broken. What should we do? Uh, let's tax the crap out of the citizens again. We love doing that around here.
10: Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Don't look at the man
5: behind the curtain.
10: Tragically, the children both died at relatively young ages. Patsy passed away at 17 from complications arising from epilepsy, while Jackie died of a sudden illness shortly before his 27th birthday.
5: Oh, jeesh. A sudden illness shortly before his 27th birthday. Hey, in all fairness... In all fairness, they didn't, you know, they didn't have Blue Cross Blue Shield back then. This was, this is all, this is only, this is only so many years before, say, the Boston Massacre, which happened uh, 251 years ago today. Uh, this also, ha- and this, this preceded, this preceded any sort of, animo- this preceded any sort of, like, the Boston Tea Party, the Revolutionary War, this preceded all that stuff, so, I don't know, so, I don't know, I mean, in all fairness, it's not like, you know, it's not like they had FedEx or anything where George could, you know, get the toy boom like that. When absolutely positively has to be there overnight on one of those deals. Anyway,
10: George and Martha never had any children of their own.
5: Yeah, what happened? What was what was uh, uh, what was George Washington infertile, and we just don't know it? <laughs> what what happened? Was it what was he what was he doing? Uh, 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 what was he crossing the delaware and in, in on christmas of 1776 and he just
6: fell in and and it's and it's not reported in history uh, i don't know but what i heard is that what is recorded in history is that uh during the crossing of the delaware
5: uh there was one guy who was acting up and george washington said to the guy hey sit your ass down
10: <laughs> anyway George Washington was 11 years old when he inherited his first slaves. And by the end of his life, records reflect he had enslaved 317 people. Wow. Man.
5: So so much for that uh, Constitution and all those other great things, right? Yeah, exactly.
10: During the 56 years he ran his plantation, many attempted to escape. This even happened during the American Revolution, when, ironically, 17 of George Washington's slaves fled to a British warship to gain their freedom, which was not on the agenda in America at that time. Contrary to the image of all being happy and contented with their freedom, which was not on the agenda in America at that time. No, not at all.
5: I mean, the Emancipation Proclamation hadn't even been drawn up at that point.
10: Contrary to the image of all being happy and contented, many of the slaves who were closest to Washington and his family, including george's personal assistant martha's personal maid, and the family cook, all either escaped or attempted to escape from Mount Vernon. Wow,
5: man, so I guess they didn't like it there well, yeah, no kidding but uh you know the 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 other end, and uh the other thing the, the thing kind of baffles me it says it it said dur- it said even during the American Revolutionary War, my question is. I mean, when did when did George Washington have time to head back home and check on his plantation while he's trying to fight the British? I mean, like, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, in all fairness, I mean, you know, that'd be a pretty dang long walk. You know, <laughs> I can only I can imagine how long that walk must have been. You know, George Washington having to wrap up the day with his, uh, you know, with all of his uh, with all the troops. All right. At ease, man. At ease, man. Having to walk you know, have to take the 10-mile walk probably all the way back to his residence and then go and, and, yeah. But in all fairness, I mean, it's not like they had deployment back then. It was pretty much just like, anyway.
10: However, it's true that in his will, Washington instructed that all the slaves he owned outright under the law should be freed, which actually only included 123 of the 317 slaves the family managed.
5: All right, so 123 Versus 317. So let's see, 317. And I take away the 100. Da, 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 23. All right. So that means there's a hundred. So that means there were 194 other people who weren't able to experience freedom. Man, does that suck? Doesn't that suck? Oh, what well, hey. Yeah, what do you want, man? It's actually. Uh. Ugh. it's actually a hundred ni- actually you know what i got that one right i got that one right man so you can't correct me
4: i was gonna say 196
5: yeah you were gonna say 196 man you were going to say 196 but you didn't wait a minute is is wait is that even right hang on a second oh stand by Hang on a second here. Hang on. Hang on. I just want to verify something real quick. Stand by. Uh, hold on, please. <clears throat> Stand by. Yeah, 194. Got it. I'm
7: not quite sure how to
5: help you
10: with that. All right. All right. Anyway, continuing. And Washington stipulated that they only should be freed after Martha died. Wow. Wow. That's, well, that's kind of a dick
5: move. Like he says, okay, all, okay, okay, so you guys can go free after my wife dies. What? Why don't you just, you know, you know, let's say, okay, you know, why didn't he say, okay, look, the first, you know, wh- whoever, you know, wh- whichever one of us dies first you guys are free afterwards. That'd make a little bit more sense, but nope. I like the music in this. Some of the some, of the, some of the music is so relaxing. I feel like I, don't know, I feel like um I feel like I'm at a uh I, don't know, I feel like I'm at like a I feel like I'm sitting back and I got my feet in a spa kind of deal. And there's a little uh, there's a little water uh, there's a water fountain going in the background. Ah oh, dang it! Darn it! You know, it's, it's, you know, I'm about to sample that and use it for something. But anyway. Continuing.
10: America's founding fathers were a long way from perfect. And it is known. No kidding. that several of them had multiple children with women who were enslaved on their plantations.
5: Such as Thomas Jefferson. And I honestly thought, I honestly thought that it was a joke. (laughs) I thought it was a joke, but. Evidently, no. He did. Yeah. Wow.
10: In Washington's case, however, the historical record is not very clear. Debate continues to this very day over whether the father of the United States also fathered a child with a woman named Venus.
5: Call Mori Povich.
10: The child in question was. Wait, wait. wait, hang Hang on a second. Hang on a second. What's your name again? Is her name Venus? Is, is, is that legitimately her name? child in question was named West Ford. Was ch- named V. father of the United States also fathered a child with a woman named Venus.
5: Venus. Uh, duh, duh. I don't know how the song goes. <laughs> I wish I knew how the song went, but I don't. I've forgotten it. I know I've heard it before, but I just don't remember really... the... Anyway.
10: The child in question was named West Ford, which sounds like a great name for a movie cowboy.
6: <laughs> yeah, kinda does. Sam Elliott stars as West Ford. There was a bank heist thirty-some years ago at this here saloon. It used to be a bank, and they converted it to a saloon.
5: Where they serve only the finest sarsaparilla, and they also
6: serve that golden beer from Golden, Colorado, brewed in Colorado, consumed everywhere drink
10: responsibly. Ford was born in the 1780s, and according to one of his descendants, his mother Venus was known to be Washington's personal sleep partner.
4: Oh,
6: hello, baby. (laughs) Oh, jeez. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder wonder
5: what he said to her when they were making love, like, hey, baby. Mm, Yeah. Mm, Kiss me right here. Mm, Yeah. Ooh. You know that I was the general for the
10: Revolutionary War. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's that in bed with you? Nothing to see here. It's just my personal sleep partner. Fam-
6: <laughs> Wait, a personal sleep partner? What, what is that all about?
10: Family lore hold- family lore. Family lore holds that when it was obvious she had become pregnant, Washington no longer slept with her. It's also said that several people commented on how much Ford looked like Washington. Yeah, she got pregnant.
5: All right, get out of here, Tracy Morgan.
10: Yeah, all right. I'm just going to raid
6: your pantry because my stomach needs to get pregnant with some of your food. Yeah. All right. Okay. Tracy's a little bit more refined about it.
5: Hey, what the hell, man? Hey, hey, on mic, Stewie. Uh, what uh, are what we going to say, man?
4: Yeah. Hey, what the hell, man? He just pops in and says, gotcha pregnant, gotcha pregnant, and you give him a free pass to the pantry. What the hell, man?
5: I flipped you the freaking bird and you shut me off for the night? Well then, it was because you said something else. I know of an instant replay 360. Yeah, you might want to get one. Yeah. Here's an idea. Get an instant replay 360 so you can play stuff back on the program a little bit quicker. All right, all right, all right already. You're not the boss of me, dude. Shut up. All right, here we go.
10: And Venus identified Washington as his father. Other historians, though, doubt that lore.
5: Wait, hang on a second, hang on a second. Hang on, I want to back that up a little bit, because it does sound like something out of Maury Povich.
10: Doubt that lore, But that's though longer slept with her. It's also said that several people commented on how much Ford looked like Washington, and Venus identified Washington as his father.
5: In the case of West Ford, Mr. George Washington, you are the father. He wouldn't be jumping around celebrating... I've never understood that on Maury. How come whenever whenever they find out they're the dad or they're not the dad, they still jump around like it's crate like you know, like they just had three cans of Coca Cola back to back to back. <laughs> they act so excited. Maybe they're probably just excited just to be on TV. Maybe they, maybe they probably, I don't know. I don't want to say too much here. But anyway, continuing.
10: Other historians, though, doubt that lore. They pointed to evidence that Venus couldn't have arrived at Mount Vernon until the year after West Ford was born. Moreover, it's known from his letters that Washington wanted children.
5: Or maybe, maybe, maybe Venus had a doppelganger. They don't tell you that, do they? Nope.
10: Wanted children. Was that was born? Moreover, it's known from his letters that Washington wanted children.
5: Yeah, so again, was he infertile and we just don't know?
10: His failure to produce an heir with Martha, who had four children of her own, suggests he may have been sterile. Such a con
5: ah, see, there you go. There you go. Don't know how that happened, but who knows. You know, I find it, you know, I find it kind of weird because I was looking at this. I was, I, I saw that George Washington and Ted Kennedy share the same birthday. I just, I don't know, I find it to be kind of strange. Continuing.
10: Such a condition could easily have been a result of one of his earlier bouts with smallpox or tuberculosis. DNA testing, unfortunately, seems unlikely to settle this one. We don't have enough of Washington's DNA to test, but even if there was, it wouldn't really matter. West Ford's body, which was buried in an unmarked grave with 50 other people, has been effectively lost. Ah,
5: yeah, see, you know, all that, you know, all all that stuff breaks down and they, they can't take a sample anymore. So you're going to be able to, like, exhume the body and then do a test and then exhume Washington's corpse and do a test and then and then send it to some, uh, you know, send it to like ancestry.com or 23andme.com or I don't know, or, you know, whatever, whatever the Maury Povich people use. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, continuing bossed. They get some good music on this channel. I just wish it was, like, like easy, to, uh, easy to make a loop out of it. Yeah, it probably is. Anyway.
10: Not being huge fans of George Washington, several British officials tried their hardest to destroy his reputation by starting scandalous rumors about his character and faithfulness to his wife. Uh-oh. In 1775, a Boston newspaper reported that Britain's Royal Navy had intercepted a letter about General Washington's private life.
5: Yeah, oh, wait, hang on a second now. And this, this is this is a this is a Boston newspaper. So I can I can only imagine what that must have been like when those guys were typing up the copy to send it off to the printer. I can imagine what that must have sounded like. All right, here we got a letter from the British Parliament. A couple of British guys who were talking about General Washington. And his private life. Alright. Alright. Here. Dictate this one. It was in the harbor. When I saw George Washington sticking his tongue in the mouth of a woman who hails from London, England. Cha-ching! There were other forces that were present at that time what we did not know was if washington had looked passionately in
6: her eyes
5: okay i'm gonna get back to this because i'm out of ideas for this one
10: supposedly it claimed that a virginia congressman had procured one kate the washerwoman's daughter over the way for the general to sleep with The letter is believed to have been forged in an attempt to smear Washington.
5: Well, no kidding, you know. Guess we didn't do a good job in smearing that Washington lad. All right, uh, just get the redcoats out here.
10: Another British group tried something similar in 1777. This time they created fake trial transcripts that recorded a soldier testifying that Washington kept a girl from New Jersey of whom he was very fond as his mistress and hid the affair from his wife. The woman's name was said to be Mary Gibbons, and the witness also testified that Washington kept her at a house, and he came there very often, late at night, in disguise.
4: What, what the heck, man? <laughs> I mean, jeez.
5: I mean, like, in disguise. I mean, like, in all fairness, I mean, like, you know, like, if it's, okay, I gotta think. It's the 18th century. What tools can you use so that you can look, in, you, know, you know, incommunicado? So that you can look, so that you can look, you can look like somebody else. I mean, like how you know how ex- how exactly do you do that? What do you like? Uh, what do you got to do? Do you got to put like a paper bag over your head and like cut holes through this end and like draw a thing on there so it looks somewhat convincing? I mean, like I don't know. What they? I mean, you know, I mean, it's like this is the A team. You know, the disguises that Murdoch did or was a Hannibal. I honestly don't know.
10: <laughs> anyway, continuing. <clears throat> A second witness alleged Gibbons was a spy who was sleeping with Washington in order to copy top-secret documents from him while he slept. But, well,
5: sheesh, what's time to do that, you know? Now you can just you know, I can just go to uh, you know, the UPS store and get it copied.
10: It's a fast copier. However, he slept. It's a fast copier. (laughs) However, records suggest that both the witnesses and the mistress were completely fabricated. Also, George was with Martha in New York at the time the alleged liaisons were supposed to be happening. And he never left her in the night for any secret business.
5: There you go. Well, he's loyal to her on that front. Here we go. There's a little bit more left here. I just want to check something real quick. Uh, What are we sitting at? All right. Uh, 746. Okay. 46 minutes past the top of the hour here on the Lawrence Ross Show.
10: After her husband had spent eight years away from her during the Revolutionary War, Martha Washington was less than happy to learn that he was then going to serve as president.
5: <laughs> I wonder she was like, oh, great. This means I get to see less of him even more? Oh, jeez.
10: Martha was the kind of woman who was not shy about expressing her displeasure. And in a letter to her brother, she wrote that she was truly sorry to tell him of George's victory in the election. She also added that she felt it was much too late for him to go into public life again. Feeling as she did, Martha didn't willingly accept her role as First Lady. The formal dress, weekly receptions, and constant socializing were all difficult adjustments for her. She even complained to her niece that she felt more like a state prisoner than anything else.
5: Wow. I think they call those introverts, I think. I think that's what they call them.
10: Martha Washington contributed a literal fortune to her marriage, catapulting George Washington right to the top of Virginian high society. Not only was Martha acutely aware of how much she helped her husband get ahead, she apparently made sure no one else ever forgot that fact either.
5: Here you go, here's some clout.
10: According to reports, Martha did not fit our stereotyped image of the deferential 18th century wife. Rather. She was strong-willed and insisted upon being heard. And when we say insisted, we mean it. Martha was a foot shorter than George, so when she wanted his attention, she would simply yank on his collar, forcing him to look her in the eye. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) that's something. Whether she needed this unusually insistent, and perhaps aggressive, tactic is unclear. But records do indicate that George respected his wife's opinions or pretended to, to save his collars. (laughs) Washington wasn't merely the winning general in the Revolutionary War and the first president of the United States. He was also a booze maker.
5: Oh, did not know that. I wonder what that must have tasted like. Booze from the father of our country? I'd probably want to try that.
10: Yes, Washington owned a distillery that eventually became one of the largest producers of whiskey in the country. His
6: Tennessee whiskey?
10: No, I'm kidding. Brand was so popular that he could pay his family doctor and farm employees with bottles of the hooch. By the time Washington died in 1799, Mount Vernon's distillery had produced somewhere in the neighborhood of 11,000 gallons of whiskey from rye and corn grown on their own fields. Wow!
5: Damn, that's that's pretty impressive, and I, I wonder if it's still made today. It probably is, but it probably goes under a different name, maybe, I don't know.
10: Whiskey wasn't the only thing Washington was making on his plantation estate. He also grew hemp on his land. Nice. The crop, which he grew for decades, would be made into ropes, cloth, and nets. And we know what you're thinking.
6: <laughs> I love the way they say that. We know what you're thinking.
10: Thinking. <laughs> For those wondering if General George liked to light up at 420, uh- or have seen Slater's speech about George and Dazed and Confused, uh- the answer is almost certainly no. Unlike modern recreational oh. cannabis that contains 6 to 20% THC, the stuff Washington grew contained less than 0.03%. Oh. <laughs>
5: It's not even, it's, that's like, I don't even know how to describe it. That, 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 that probably be like, that would probably be, gosh, maybe like a seed or a stem. If that,
4: 0.03,
5: yeah, that'll, yeah, that'll, that'll make you enjoy life. 0.03%, Uh ah, oh well. Heard the same thing about Shakespeare. He supposedly grew marijuana. I don't how strong Shakespeare's stuff was. I don't know.
10: Three percent. Even if he did light up a fatty, it was no bueno. Ah. <laughs> While living in Philadelphia during the 1770s, Washington is said to have visited a local seamstress named, wait for it, Betsy Ross. He just needed her to embroider ruffles on his shirts, but she must have done a hell of a job, because according to legend, he returned in June of 1776 looking for something slightly more important.
5: Yeah, like the flag of
10: our country. A flag for a new country. The legend holds that Washington showed Ross a drawing of a flag with six-pointed stars. Ross, it said, took one look and suggested five-pointed stars, because they were easier to make. It's a fun story, but historians doubt it. Since it was first circulated by one of Ross's own descendants a hundred years after it supposedly happened.
5: Huh, so maybe it's a game of telephone. I don't know, but either way, cute story.
10: Father of your country is a pretty impressive sounding title, but nearly as impressive is Washington's other title, Father of the American Mule. Oh. Yes, after receiving a prized Spanish donkey from the King of Spain, Washington became the first person in America to breed mules. It was 1785 when the donkey first arrived at Mount Vernon, named Royal Gift, who the general described as too full of royalty to have anything to do with the plebeian race. But <laughs> apparently hard up for a good book to read, Washington kept at it, and by 1799, he had 63 mules at Mount Vernon.
5: Damn! Okay, so 63 mules... And uh, that's over a 14-year time span, so that averages to about, uh, let's see, oh, uh, gee let's see, if I'm doing the math right, what, uh, let's see, okay, let's see, 14, uh, 63, okay, hang on, let's see, 14 years, 63 mules, start out with one, so I'm trying to get this, let's see, three, four, four, da, 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 da. okay, all right, so, so that equates to about, Gosh, hmm. so that equates to about what? Maybe I don't know. Maybe what? Maybe like, jeez, uh, uh, what? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm 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 trying to do the math on that one. 14 years, 63 mules. So that's what? Like what? Like four or five a year, maybe, give or take. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I'm not sure i not sure what the uh, reproductive process is for a uh, mule, but uh, I could probably uh, look that up.
6: Yeah, you probably should look that up, man. So it sounds like you got it together when you're on your radio show.
5: Yeah, and look, man, you know, I tried to hook you up with a wireless because you yelling at me from the couch ain't really doing, not really doing me any favors, not doing you any favors. Oh,
10: boy. Oh, boy.
5: I'm almost done with I think I'm almost done with this. Yeah, I'm almost done with this, and then I gotta go into the uh the break.
10: Why was Washington so determined to build his mule supply? Was he just trying to avoid Martha? No. He was doing it for America, of course. He believed mules, which required less feed than horses, would revolutionize farming and save farmers money. Turns out he was right. Although it's also possible he was avoiding Martha. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I didn't know that about George Washington, that uh, if he, he had mules on his property. That is something. All right. Well, this concludes the first hour of the program. Thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned, because on the other side, uh, I, got, uh, I got some stuff to say about uh, the social justice warriors yet again. I've ranted about them before, and I'm going to do it again. And uh, Andrew Cuomo is in a lot of hot water. I don't think this is survivable in regards to his campaign. Johnson and Johnson with a brand new coronavirus vaccine, and uh, well, see what else we've got coming up down the line. It's the Lawrence Ross Show. Thanks for tuning in. Back after this. Here's uh, here's some excerpts from David Tell's 2003 album "Skanks for the Memories." Back in a few. Stand by.
1: You're listening to a show hosted by a man with a face for radio.
3: His disgusting, repulsive physical condition will be enough to convince you
1: to stay sober. But he does have a very passionate personality.
2: That man insults me.
1: The Lawrence Ross show will continue after
2: this. So I travel a lot. I hate traveling, I guess because my dad used to beat me with a globe. <laughs> stay with me. Some things are the same wherever you go. Like if it feels like more than two fingers, it's probably a dick. Mmm, the jury's out. <laughs> the crowd is divided on that one. I was in Dayton, Ohio. You ever been there? Yeah? You know what's a fun thing to do there? Pack up and get the fuck out of there. It's boring. During the day, we played the game of horseshoes. Have you ever played that game? Yeah. That must have been invented before fun, because it's not. There's only two ways for that game to end. Either this sucks, let's do something else, or ow, you hit me with the horseshoe. You ruined my night vision. Here's a travel tip. Never ever pack when you're high. You get there, you open your bag, nothing matches. For the whole trip, all you have to wear is a Hawaiian shirt, an oven mitt, and a lava lamp. That's all you got. The rest of the bag is full of cookie dough and Hot Wheels trucks. And for some reason, an anal thermometer. I didn't even know they still made those. You know, they got a luggage store in the airport, a place to buy a piece of luggage. How late do you have to be for a flight? We you're like, fuck it, just grab a pile of shit. We'll get a bag at the airport. Put on a few layers and we'll figure it out at the airport. And bring a poncho. I fly all the time, you know? In fact, I have a nickname in the airport. They call me Random Bag Check. Because I look like a terrorist, you know? In fact, the security guy goes, he goes, you know, you should look less threatening when you fly. Less threatening. What am I supposed to do? Walk around holding a balloon and a hello Kitty lunchbox? I'm going on the fly fly. How do these freaks get on our airplanes? Can't they tell they're up to no good when they call up to get a seat like you and me? I mean, really. Hello? Hey, I'd like to make an reservation. Oh no one way <laughs> inside joke. My name? Hold on please. Joe. That's a J as in jihad. Oh, as in overthrow your government. If you're afraid of terrorism, the way to go is by bus. Have you ever been to a bus station? It's freaky, huh? People walking around, dirty, filthy, wearing rags, babbling, shaking. No terrorist (laughs) will take out a bus station. They get down, they look around, they're like, "Damn, someone's already done this, bitch." (laughs) I'm sitting in the bus station, minding my own business, reading Tada magazine, a magazine by and for gay magicians. (laughs) But that's another story. Guy comes up to me, he's only got one tooth, just one. And he's not even taking good care of it. You figure when you're down to your last tooth it's your baby in a bit. Not this fucker. He's like, hey man, can I help you? I'm like, help me do what? Remember to brush and floss regularly or give a prison blow job, what? He's like, no man, I thought you needed directions. Hey, you know, if I need directions, I'm not asking a man with one tooth. I'm asking a man with one leg. Because he definitely knows the easiest way to get there. Yup, if there's a shortcut, that one-legged fucker knows where it is. You won't be hopping fences, neither. I'm sorry, but I love a one-legged man. That is a good look. So manly. A one legged man, he always looks like he's going to kick your ass, but then he'd fall down and you'd have him. (laughs) He always looks like he's come a long way to tell you something really important. Come over here. Listen, listen! It's slippery outside. (laughs) Trust me, I only got one leg. Now turn me. East. (laughs) That guy's got information. You see a guy with one tooth, what does he know? Nothing. Um... Taffy is delicious. (laughs) I love taffy. Hey, can you help me start this apple? Come on, help me out.
1: (laughs) The host of the show has returned after eating some pizza rolls. (laughs) trying to book someone famous for the show or he's probably on social media pining for his audience ah, want to interact with this guy call or text 813-602-2715 please check the
3: number and try your call again
1: this is the lawrence ross show
6: The Lawrence
5: Ross Show. How's it going, everybody? Hope you guys enjoyed that little uh, little compilation from Dave Attell. It's from his Skanks for the Memories album. You guys heard, uh, let's see, Travel, Flying, and Bus Station. All those are consecutively on the album. into this little Doors. It was, uh, the, uh, I'll, I'll probably, uh, I'll probably highlight uh, their music, uh, one of these days. Boys, boys enjoyed the Doors. i always enjoyed their music. All right. <clears throat> now, uh, <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> so, eight one three six zero two two seven one five, 602 or you can tweet me, uh, twitter.com at Blind Lawrence. Uh, and, uh, Oh, you know, I didn't mention earlier. I didn't mention the uh, the merchandise. Uh, t e e spring dot com forward slash stores forward slash l ross nineteen eighty seven. That's where you can get the ic character t shirt. There's uh, a mug with my logo on it. There's uh, hoodies, sweatshirts. Uh, there's iPhone cases, Samsung cases. There's something there for everybody. So uh, check it out if you. Uh, so check it out if you'd like. This happened last week, and thankfully, thankfully, things have changed. Because last week there was a big uproar over Mr. Potato Head, because, because evidently, because, okay, you know during this, okay. <clears throat> Let me restart that one. <clears throat> you know, during this pandemic, you keep hearing people say the new normal, it's the new normal, and we'll eventually return to what normal life was. I think we already are in the throes of a new normal. And unfortunately, I don't think it's going to end. And that is this constant, constant, uh, I don't know exactly how to describe it, complaining from all of these social justice warriors who just want to spoil everyone else's fun. So last week there was a whole big thing about Hasbro uh, looking to rebrand Mr. Potato Head and make Mr. Potato Head gender neutral because that seems to be what has been normalized today. Evidently now you can't say, terms such as man woman this that and the other you can't use those terms those terms are now pejorative derogatory defamatory uh degrading and their mindset is now you have to say gender neutral specific this that and the other i know i rented about this last week but it's coming up again uh but thankfully, that idea, that idea did not work out.
2: I love when these politically correct ideas crash and burn and wind up in the shithouse. But
5: unfortunately, unfortunately, the social justice warriors are now gunning for, of all people, Dr. Seuss. What in the fuck has happened? To our country. Where now. A children's author. Who is basically beloved by almost everyone. Who's ever read his books. Basically now. He is getting derided. Because of. Uh, stuff like. Uh, oh geez, You know. It was, it was just so, it's it's so, so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. That they're basically getting their way. And we need to start telling these snowflakes, uh uh-uh, no. This this is an attempt by these people to try and change history. Well, you can't change history. And if you don't study history, you're going to be doomed to repeat it. So the saying goes. And I didn't talk about this last hour, but I would like to talk about this because it kind of ties into uh, something... Uh, that uh, it's 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 kind of historical, I guess you could say. Uh, but just uh, real quick, well, actually, 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 you know, no, no, no. I want to finish up my thing on Doctor Seuss, and then I'll get back to uh, then I'll get back to my other thoughts. So, yeah, Doctor Seuss. Yeah, so 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 th- so they're, compl- they're they're complaining that some of the books might have quote unquote racist imagery or racist, you know, this that and the other. There was no race. There never was a race issue. In a Dr. Seuss book. There was, ne- there, there, was, there was never an issue. Never an issue. Nobody complained about. Green eggs and ham. When it first came out. You know. These social justice warriors. With their fucking. Gender neutral bullshit. Seriously what is that? Can you explain that to me? Gender neutral. Just say man or woman. And don't act so you know you know with your outrage your fake outrage it's all it is it's fake outrage because you didn't get your participation trophy so now everyone has to suffer and everything now has to be gender neutral specific non binary individual who identifies as this that and the other you cannot say man you cannot say woman you better not say you know whatever and I don't like it. You know, I'm really getting tired of this shit. Everyone just like complaining about how it should be gender neutral. Shut up with that. All right. What, what exactly are they trying to accomplish a world without gender? I don't know what they're doing, but you know, I mean like, you know, green eggs and ham, great book. Now, if it came out, it would be derided because Sam is not identified as a man or a woman or a boy or a girl. Sam is a gender neutral character. That's pretty much how it would be looked at today. And just on and on it goes. Such bullcrap, man. Just leave the damn classics the way they are. Don't be putting in disclaimers about how it could be offensive or you know this book may contain racial imagery this that and the other just leave the classics alone now this happened uh this happened uh over the weekend and uh uh I want to talk about this because uh, uh because of uh uh because a similar story, well, well, okay, it 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 goes back to my whole thing of people not appreciating history, and so I was looking on Facebook and I saw from one of my friends who I am no longer friends with because I because because I read this commentary and it just it 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 infuriated me, and it just shows me that people today are just ignorant and they refuse to believe history because this guy, he goes on his Facebook and he says, I still can't believe that people think that Vietnam veterans were spit on and called baby killers when they returned home. It's a myth. And I read that and I'm like, all right, well, you know what? I'm done with you because my dad was a Vietnam veteran. All right. And to deny that disrespect happened to them is just fucking insulting. You know, I mean, what if what if what if what if that happened to this person? What if they went overseas and came home and they weren't given a hero's welcome? Would they would they be saying the same thing then? The other and uh saw this article about uh, how uh, the US captured its 70th Nazi war criminal. Uh I don't know how the Nazis basically got into our country After World War II, I mean, you know, some of them did because they were scientists, supposedly, but you know what? No, Uh -uh. no, 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 no. I think the Nuremberg trial should have ended with all those who were found guilty of being Nazis to have been lined up and taken out execution style because nothing can ever come good from anyone who says they're a Nazi sympathizer. Nothing can come from it that is good nothing. The only good Nazi is a dead Nazi. And I heard this clip and it was very disturbing. And this just goes to show me that, unfortunately, again, people are ignorant and they just refuse to believe history. There was a history class going on and the teacher posed a question. I think it was about either Hitler or Helen Keller And the people in the class, they didn't know who Helen Keller was. They thought Helen Keller was a myth. And they didn't know who Hitler was. That just proves that our society is basically, we as a human race, I don't know where we dropped the ball, but we dropped the ball somewhere along the line, folks. We dropped the ball. It's not fun. It sucks. All right, what else do we got? All right. Let's see, what's this here? Okay, okay. All right, this is the one I want to get to. And this just goes to show me. Just, this just demonstrates to me how hypocritical people are. Because the recording artist, Taylor Swift, has had numerous relationships over the years. And here's the thing I don't get. She's on Saturday Night Live. She writes her own stuff. She has a monologue. She has a little tune about it. And this is one of the parts of the tune. This is just one of the parts.
4: I like writing songs about douchebags who cheat on me, but I'm not going to say that. In my monologue, I like writing their names into songs so they're ashamed to go in public, but I'm not going to say that. In my monologue.
5: All right, so there's that, and then there's a little bit more, but... I played that because it again it shows the hypocrisy of the human race and that is Taylor Swift. Yeah, she's fine with that. She's fine with that. But there's a Netflix series and one of the characters says, "You go, you know, you go through men faster than Taylor Swift or something like that." She took to Twitter and now she's boohooing about. You know, 2010 called. They want their lazy, sexist joke back. What? First of all, it's not necessarily lazy. It's the truth. It is the absolute truth. That is all it is. Within every joke, there's a truth. And that right there is the honest truth. She's gone through so many men that to the point where I've lost count. And in all fairness... And I've heard, you know, I've heard, and some of my friends have said, hey, man, I'd date her. I'd date her. And my, my comeback is always, yeah, well, look, you say that now, but what happens if she, you know, what happens if it all goes south and uh, she writes a mean song about you? What are you going to do then? They go, eh, wouldn't bother me. Wouldn't you be a little concerned, man? I'd be a little concerned. I mean, she has a song called Blank Space. Which is basically which is basically a musical version of saying, hey, if you want to date me, uh, watch your step, because if you do so much as the smallest infraction. I'm going to dump you and I'm going to expose you for being a douchebag and everybody's going to hear about it. <clears throat> Wouldn't want that. So, yeah, so, 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 she, so, so, yeah. And that, so, but here's here's the thing. If she's going to complain about that, then where was her, quote unquote, outrage when Family Guy made fun of her in season 15? Where was that? She didn't say one thing on social media, didn't say anything about, you know, think about it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever she's on. She didn't say anything about it back, you know, she she didn't say anything about it. But now, if it's a Netflix series, she's, she's, she, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me it doesn't make any sense to me and her you know as I say her getting upset over over this one character making a joke about her you know about her dating life and then you know and then her having that stance of it's a sexist joke you can't handle the truth it's not sexist again it's only the truth
7: you can't handle the truth
5: so, that takes care of that. Now, on to this here. Let's see. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Sorry about that. All right. Where's the thing? Okay. Oh, boy. Another, well, well, ladies and gentlemen, another political figure is in hot water for another sex scandal. This time, mayor of New uh, this time, governor of New York. Andrew Cuomo. Here are three cuts about him. And I think each one is steamier than the last. Here we go.
9: New sexual harassment allegations against New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Tonight, the state attorney general is launching
5: an... Well, no I'm not sure if there are any new sexual uh, misconduct allegations because uh, this is the first I've heard about it.
9: New sexual harassment allegations against New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Tonight, the state attorney general is launching an investigation after two former aides accused the governor of misconduct. Cuomo says he's sorry if things he said were misinterpreted. But tonight, one of the women says that's not enough. Here's CBS's Jerika Duncan. Late this afternoon, Charlotte Bennett, the second
0: woman to accuse New York Governor Andrew Cuomo of sexual harassment, said in a statement that the governor has refused to acknowledge or take responsibility for his predatory behavior.
5: And coming up in a few minutes, I'm going to have excerpts of her talking to CBS News about this in a little bit more detail.
0: The 25-year-old former executive assistant to the governor claimed Cuomo asked if she was romantically involved, whether she was monogamous in her relationships, and if she had ever had sex with older men.
5: Wow. Okay. The red flags are going up. It's just inappropriate question after inappropriate question. Now, I know, like, I mean, like, why would you even want to ask that if, if, if you're trying to, you know, if your end goal is sex and why are you trying to have all this build up you know why you know you know you know why does guys these questions you know what you know why would not we just uh, jump right in and say hey look you know i think you're very beautiful you know can we make love that sort of thing no 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 this guy's gonna drag it out and let me just say i'm not condoning that i'm not condoning that at all
6: Cuomo
0: attempted to apologize in a statement Sunday.
6: (laughs) Attempted to apologize. I like that. He attempted to apologize.
0: Statement Sunday, (laughs) saying, I now understand that my interactions may have been insensitive or too personal. Some of the things I have said have been misinterpreted as an unwanted flirtation. To the extent anyone felt that way, I am truly sorry.
6: Right, right, right. Sure, 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 sure. (laughs) Yeah sure he does.
5: He's only sorry because he got caught. Classic textbook case. That's not
0: an apology. Today, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio joined House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand in supporting an independent investigation.
2: He seemed to be saying, oh, I was just kidding around. You know, uh, sexual harassment is not
5: funny. The latest accusation Hang on Hang on a second. Now. Hang on a second. Now. Hang on a second. Now. In the right way, in the right setting, Say maybe, you know, on certain cartoons they can make sexual harassment funny, but doing sexual harassment, no, that is not funny at all. But it's just the way that it's handled and, I don't know. I think it might be a bit of a stick in the mud. I think. Anyway, continuing.
0: The latest accusations come after another former aide. Lindsey Boylan accused Cuomo in a blog post of sexually harassing her and creating a hostile work environment.
5: Wait a second. He was and he was creating a hostile work environment, but in, in, in what in what sense? In what sense? Was he was he screaming at everybody, telling them to get his coffee?
0: State Senator Alessandra Biagi worked in the governor's office in 2017. When a governor of a state
11: asks a young staffer who is twenty-five years old um, if she has sex with older men or if she has sex outside of her relationship, that is not only inappropriate,
9: it is abusive.
5: And I don't know. It, it's it seem, it seems very. I don't know. It's, it seems uh, it seems very shady, and uh, it's obvious that he's a very, He seems like a very toxic person. If 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 he's going to do that,
0: Governor Cuomo denies allegations of sexual harassment. But keep in mind, federal investigators are looking into whether or not his office lied about COVID-related deaths in some nursing homes in New York.
5: Uh, yeah, there, there, there is there is that nursing home abuse scandal that he's currently involved in, and uh, now and here is a clip about a third woman coming forth, and they're base and people are basically saying, "Hey, look, this guy should just resign." And I am in the process of trying to put together a little tune about Andrew Cuomo. I don't have anything in the chamber just quite yet. It's a work in progress, but I, but if if all goes well, I should have it. For you by next friday hopefully anyway here's the thing about uh, cuomo uh with the third accuser
9: growing pressure on new york governor andrew cuomo to resign after a third woman came forward alleging inappropriate conduct yep, where there's smoke there's fire there governor cuomo himself is keeping a low profile in stark contrast to his daily briefings during the early days of the pandemic cbs's jerica duncan reports tonight from albany new york
5: wait shouldn't that be albany not albany
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. Come on, Nora. Tonight, facing three accusations of sexual harassment, Governor Andrew Cuomo was out of sight, but top Democrats in Washington couldn't avoid the topic. At the White House... Every woman coming forward should be heard, should be treated with dignity, and treated with respect. Very nice. Or on Capitol Hill, majority Senate Majority Leader, Leader Chuck Schumer called the allegation serious, but stopped short of Sanders. saying the governor of his state well, should resign.
5: So I wonder, I wonder if he's, I don't know. I wonder if he's got, uh wonder if Schumer has uh, Cuomo on a speed dial. I don't know.
7: The allegations that have been made by Miss Rush and Miss Boylan and Miss
3: Bennett are serious, very troubling.
7: They are serious. They're very,
5: tr- they're very troubling. And uh, this is a kind of the new, uh, you know, this is a Chuck Schumer kind of a voice, you know, we kind of, you know. He kind of says of like Mo from The Simpsons, but not so grabbly, I guess you'd say. Because Mo from The Simpsons is kind of like, uh, here, yeah, look, uh, you want your tough or you want your uh, freaking peanuts over there, Homer? And uh, Chuck Schumer, he kind of talks a little bit like this. He's kind of, you know, he, he kind of has like a bit more of the New York accent, kind of.
7: But anyway. These women have to be listened to.
0: The third accuser, 33-year-old Anna Ruck, told the New York Times after meeting Cuomo for the first time at a wedding in 2019, she says he put his hand on her bare lower back. She says she removed his hand. The next moment seen here is when the governor put his hands on her cheeks and asked if he could kiss her. Cuomo has not directly responded to the latest allegation. In a previous statement, he said that he never inappropriately propositioned anyone. Rather, his comments were attempts at being playful and apologized to anyone who misinterpreted his actions.
5: Right. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And in all fairness, as as, as problematic as his comments were, when Donald Trump, when he made that comment of grabbing by the pussy he did in all fairness he did not back down he didn't say it was playful he was saying he he, he even said you know he even said it right there he was all like hey you know when you're a rock star they let you do this sort of thing it's locker room talk
0: the two former cuomo staffers lindsey boylan and charlotte bennett who have also Maxine leveled is sexual is harassment allegations against year, but the but governor both the tweeted their support back. of rook Boylan writing, I feel nauseous thinking about Anna's experience. Charlotte and I are with you, Anna. While the governor has denied the sexual harassment against these women, there are continuing growing calls for him to leave this mansion and step down. So far, only one member of the New York congressional delegation is calling for Cuomo to resign. That person is Representative Kathleen Rice. Huh
5: so i want I wonder why she's still hanging i wonder why she's still supporting him blindly now here here's the uh here's the audio from uh cuomo's accuser this is from uh let's see hang on. where is it get over here all right here we go this this is this is the information from uh cuomo's uh, uh from uh, from one of cuomo's accusers and it's, uh, it's 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 very damning if you ask me Here we go.
9: One of the women accusing New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is speaking out to CBS News on camera detailing what she says was clear sexual harassment by the powerful Democrat and head of the National Governors Association. Cuomo's former executive assistant, Charlotte Bennett, says the governor asked her intimate and inappropriate questions about her personal life. All she says in an attempt to sleep with her. The governor, who became an international celebrity for his handling of the early days of the pandemic in New York, is now facing allegations that his administration covered up COVID deaths at nursing homes. Well,
5: I wouldn't be surprised there. Fudge in the numbers. Typical government. Anyway,
9: at nursing homes, along with allegations from three women that he sexually harassed them. On Wednesday, Cuomo publicly apologized, saying he was sorry if he acted in a way that made anyone feel uncomfortable. But as you'll hear tonight, Charlotte Bennett says that apology did not go far enough, calling him a textbook abuser. Governor Cuomo said that he has never propositioned anybody. Do you believe that he was propositioning you? Yes. For what? Sex. In the spring of 2020, New York was the epicenter of the
11: COVID crisis. The pandemic was obviously stressful for all of us. And he was on TV nearly street street every car. day talking about it.
8: You make that gown look
9: good. So you think all
5: that. Yeah, that just. Ugh. I, I I know he's talking about hospital guns, but just 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 knowing that he's capable of sexual harassment and just just the way he said it just it's just very very uneasy
9: think all this national this thing
5: make that gown look good i'm i'm please i mean the 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 less i got to hear out of him the better
9: so you think all this national attention may have emboldened him absolutely I think he felt like he was untouchable in a lot of ways. Bennett says their professional relationship took a turn on May 15th, when she alleges the governor started asking her about her love life and then became fixated, repeating over and over again her history as a sexual assault survivor.
5: Wow, that's, wow, that's, wow. What a class there, man. Having to bring that up over and over again, you know, that, that's, that, 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 that is something that I definitely will not do. I will not be constantly bringing up someone's sexual history if they were a sexual assault survivor. I, you know, it's just, it's not my nature to bring that up to them.
11: Survivor. So he goes, you were raped. You were raped. You were raped and abused and assaulted.
9: Another key encounter happened on June 5th when Bennett says she was called into Cuomo's office to take dictation and he told her to turn off the tape recorder.
5: Yeah, that's yeah that 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 sounds like he's on the up and up. Yeah, he wants you to do this dictation. Wait, turn off the tape recorder.
11: And then he explains at that point that he is looking for a girlfriend. He's lonely, he's tired. You've just finished dictation and the
9: governor is telling you he's lonely and looking for a relationship. Yes.
5: Oh, boo hoo. Go cry to your therapist, man. I mean, look, you know <laughs> I mean, I've never had any luck with women whatsoever, but I would not stoop to this level. I wouldn't want to be in this kind of a power, a position of power because I don't know what the hell I'd be doing. But then again, would that really be that much of a, that much of a surprise from anyone else who's ever, uh, uh, who's ever held the job past, present or future? Something to think about. Anyway, continuing.
11: He, asked if I had trouble enjoying being with someone because of my trauma
9: this is
5: seems high wow you know that, that that's you know, that, it sounds like victim shaming to me that's what I think
11: inappropriate yeah the governor asked me if I was sensitive to intimacy in his office yes during the work day
9: You have been quoted as saying that he also asked you about if you'd ever been with an older man.
11: Yeah. He asked me if age difference mattered. He also explained that he was fine with anyone over 22. And how old are you?
5: 25. Wait, hold on a second. Hang on a second. He's fine with anybody over the age of 22. Hold on for just one second, please.
4: <clears throat> years old. Oh, oh
5: god. Oh. I found Would you like to hear it? No. <laughs> Ugh! Gross. Ugh! Oh, sorry. I I I turned the mic off cuz I had to ask my uh, Amazon Echo something. And Because I don't want to bleed on over the air Andrew Cuomo is 63 years old So There's a big age difference Between these two people So they pretty much have nothing in common Or not much in common So What the heck is this guy doing? What is he not married? Sheesh
9: What were you thinking As he's asking you
11: these questions I thought he's trying to sleep with me the governor is trying to sleep with me and I'm deeply uncomfortable and I have to get out of this room as soon as possible and to be clear what made you think that he was
9: trying to sleep with you
11: without explicitly saying it he implied to me that I was old enough for him and he was lonely oh uh.
5: Ew. Okay. Wait. Hang on a second. Okay. So going back to the age discrepancy, she's twenty five. He's sixty three. So he's pretty much. So he's pretty much old enough to be her dad, basically, <laughs> or her granddad, or so. I, I. I. I don't know. Maybe her dad. I don't know. But uh,
4: this is just. <laughs> This is just,
9: ugh. Text messages sent by Bennett to a friend and reviewed by CBS News memorialize her encounter with Cuomo immediately afterwards. Bennett tells her friend the governor, quote, talked about age differences in relationships. The friend who verified the messages asks, wait, what, did he do something? Bennett responds, no, but it was like the most explicit it could be.
11: How did you respond to those questions? I responded honestly. And... When I was even thinking of coming forward, I think that was where I held the most shame. And that, like, I really was uncomfortable. Why did you feel shame? I feel like people put the onus on the woman to shut that conversation down.
5: Yeah, they do. It's called victim shaming. And if you ask me, I think it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting to, to to basically blame the victim for what happened to them. Sometimes some stuff is just out of your control. That's just the way it is, unfortunately.
11: And by answering, I was somehow engaging in that or enabling it, when in fact I was just terrified. People will watch this and say, why didn't you get up and leave? It didn't feel like I had a choice. He's your boss. He's my boss. He's everyone's boss.
9: Governor Cuomo said in a statement, that what he said may have quote been misinterpreted. Did you misinterpret him? No
5: I Yeah, that's that's another thing about how 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 exactly can he say? What do you feel about age differences? How can that be misinterpreted? <laughs> there's, there's, there's no there's no in between on this it's black and white This guy's a pervert
11: and he
6: should leave the office
11: I understood him loud and clear just didn't go the way he planned.
8: I never knew at the time I was making anyone feel uncomfortable.
11: Did you watch Governor Cuomo's apology? I did. It's not an apology. It's not an issue of my feelings. It's an issue of his actions. The fact is that he was sexually harassing me, and he has not apologized for sexually harassing me. And he can't even use my name.
5: Maybe that should tell you something. Maybe, maybe he's he's either too afraid to say it, or he's been told legally not to say it.
9: And we reached out to Governor Cuomo's office to respond to Charlotte Bennett's claims. They directed us to the governor's apology yesterday and asked people to wait for results of the state attorney general's investigation.
5: I mean, I I mean, I I think with this, with all this evidence, I really don't I really don't think he's going to last all that long. That's just me. All right. Clear this off. Let's see what was that? Clear that out. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, now for uh now for now for a bit of a uh, now for a bit of a fun uh, now for a bit of uh, uh, it's sort of a fun story, but at the same time, it's uh, it's pretty important. Uh, pretty important. Here we go. <laughs>
0: Remember this last summer? This lighthearted Burger King commercial?
5: No, I don't remember the commercial.
0: But go ahead. Tackled a very serious topic, actually: cows and the harmful methane gas they produce. Yeah,
5: I, I will say this: I've never smelled a cow fart before. But back in the day, my dad used to have a friend who uh, uh, who was into uh, cattle, and I remember a couple of times going out to the uh, uh, going out to the farm area and. Oh man. Woo wee. Oh lordy. Man oh man. Woo. The smell of cow dung mixed with the Florida sun. woo hoo. Get the nose plugs out, man. It's a stinker. Researchers say reducing it could go a long way to
9: lessening the world's carbon footprint.
5: Well, my question is how exactly do they How exactly are they going to do that? What are they going to What are they What are they going to do? Are they going to What are they going to do? They're going to spread beano all over the the pasture, so when the cows eat it, they don't fart.
7: You gotta fart, man. There are scientists right here in Florida contributing to this global effort. Nicholas DiLorenzo Lorenzo is a University of Florida researcher with an unusual specialty.
8: I've been introduced as as, as guy that study farts, and I always have to. My first correction quickly is first, I work in cows, uh, and then it's belch uh, belches, not not farts.
7: Uh. Yes, cow belches. As it turns out, cows do a lot of belching.
8: They're not necessarily uh, belching the way the human will do in a very loud, obnoxious way, but they certainly <laughs> do it a lot more than humans would.
5: Really? Really? So if I'm, so if I'm hanging up at a cow pasture and a cow and go... Because they can't go moo because they can't close their lips. But if I'm, if I'm hanging out your a cow pasture and a cow going...
7: Is the cow talking or is he just... Uh, uh, Or is he just belching? And all that cow burping comes with environmental consequences. During the digestion process, cows can produce over a half a pound of methane every day. Holy
8: jeesh. It's a a fairly large uh, volume of gas, and that's where the the problem lies.
7: Methane is considered to be a harmful greenhouse gas, though. 25 times more potent than carbon dioxide.
5: Wait, wait, hang on a second now. So let me just get this straight. So you're trying to tell me that methane, something that humans produce when they pass gas is 25 times more more of a problem than carbon dioxide something else that we produce when we breathe out it's carbon dioxide you breathe in it's oxygen and then you get the methane that's 25 times more toxic in what way is it more toxic i'd 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 honestly like to know
7: and it accounts for about 15 percent of total global greenhouse gases.
5: Okay, wait. About 15 total percent. All right. Well, what's the other 85 percent? Us driving around in cars, or what? What? What's the what? What's the breakdown of this?
8: Globally, it's a large amount of methane that that we're emitting, and. and through cattle and that's why uh, we are so concentrated on, on research efforts to mitigate
7: At a UF agriculture research facility at Mariana, DiLorenzo's Lorenzo reducing the amount of methane these cows release Same through prince. small changes in their diet. He's replacing a common supplement in their food with nitrates that interrupt the production of methane That's where this specially designed headgear comes in.
8: The animal belts <laughs>
6: <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second! Now, I got a minute. Hey, oh, jeez. Okay, I got a second. i I'm, I'm, I'm trying to picture this: a cow with like headgear
5: on. What? I'm, I, I'm, I'm confused. I, I'm. Uh, this, this is, this is just strange. Now, you got a cow with headgear? That's, I don't know. It's very bizarre. Let's see. Where's that? There we go. Let's get something else queued up. Let's see if I can get it here. Hang on a second. Oh. Okay. There we go. It's just queuing something up. Stand by. All right. There we go. Okay. Getting back to this, and then I wanna. Getting the other thing here. Okay, stand by. Here we go.
8: The animal belch is a sample of that is collected by that yolk. At the end of the day, we detach that from the animal, and we take it to the lab uh, to analyze for uh, methane concentrations.
7: The USDA-funded research has led to an 11% reduction in methane
8: emission. At this point, we're happy with 11%, but we know that uh, it's not where we want to uh, stop. <laughs>
5: You know, finish because, you know, if you're down by 11%, you got 89% left to go. So, yeah, you got to
7: <laughs> get a long way to go there, dude. The reduction comes without a loss in production as well or increase in costs. Both important factors in the cattle ranching community. Di Lorenzo says the research will also please consumers in the grocery store.
8: What I personally see in the future is more demand for product with a low carbon footprint, so I think the pressure is going to come from the consumers, like it's already happening.
7: Florida-based research measuring the global impact of each bovine belch. Now next year, Di Lorenzo will serve as chairman for the Greenhouse Gases in Animal Agriculture Conference coming up in Orlando. It's an international conference that's held every four years. He says it's a major step for the U.S., which is hosting the event for the first time.
5: Oh, all right. Well, I can only imagine what that's going to be like. Uh, let's see. What time do we got? Okay, it's 8.42. Okay, it's 42 minutes past the top of the hour. Now, I want to uh, play this because it made me think of the whole methane thing. This is from, uh, it's from a radio show called The Fiasco, and it used to run Afternoons in... Or well, originally it was a morning show. Then they got transferred to afternoons, and they moved back to mornings. For a while, they had this guy C.J. Good Earl, who I think is very talented. He does a lot of uh, comedy elements. He does a lot of impersonations, and this is him doing an impersonation of Bush. And uh, this was uh, 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 this was around 2004 when uh, uh, I think he was big, and uh, there, there was a whole. Or, no, I'm sorry, 2003, and there was a whole big energy plan kind of a thing happening. And so this is, uh, this, this is let's see, uh, I think this is called Bush Methane, I think. So uh, here we go. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's a little thing, and, uh, well, hope you guys enjoy it, and I'll be back after this.
7: My fellow Americans, in response to crude oil prices driving up the cost of gasoline, the Department of Energy has come up with an alternative fuel source. Methane. Methane is (laughs) clean-burning, abundant, and easy to refine. To demonstrate the production process, Vice President Cheney has volunteered to consume a large Tex-Mex entree, (laughs) wash it down with three draft beers, then jog on this treadmill. Like a brisk walk in the park. (laughs) Excuse me. Crank it up to forty miles an hour, boys. This should trigger a mild heart attack, which will really boost production. <laughs>
3: Let her rip, Dickie. Slow <laughs> it down, you sons of bitches!
7: We got a catheter steaming all the way up to Kaka Junction, which captures the methane and stores it in this special tank. Okay, <laughs> stop
3: this crazy thing! <laughs> Dang! Who cut the cheese? <laughs>
7: Rock the Casbah. <laughs> oh gosh, man! <laughs> wow,
5: I haven't heard that one in a long time. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Okay. Uh, let's see. Johnson and
4: Johnson. Uh, yep. Yeah. Well, you know,
5: I want to get to this real quick in regards to uh, the, uh, the 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 capital, real quick. So we all know there was that uh, horrible siege that took place on the Capitol, January 6th, and now they're trying to buckle down to try and prevent a similar incident from happening. Here we go.:
9: Capitol Hill remains on extremely high alert because of threats of a possible attack on Congress by militia groups, and Capitol Police are asking that National Guard troops stay on well past the end of their deployment next week. CBS's Jeff Pigas reports tonight from Capitol
3: Hill) Tonight, the heavily armed troops now deployed to protect the U.S. Capitol are being asked to stand guard for two.
6: Wait, wait, hang on a second. Hang on. Hang, hey, hang.
5: Hang, let's start the cliff here. Uh, is it just me or does this guy kind of sound a little bit like Charles Kuralt? A little bit. I think he does.
9: Guard troops stay on well past limit next week.
3: Tonight, tonight, the heavily armed troops now deployed to protect the U.S. Capitol are being asked to stand guard. The heavily armed troops are being asked to stay on Capitol
6: Hill.
5: This is 47-year-old, you know, whoever, you know, then I don't know, he's, he's, it sounds like Charles, like I say, it sounds like Charles Keralt. Good morning, I'm Charles Keralt, and on CBS Sunday this morning, I'm talking with 97-year-old war veteran, Joe Rogers. Joe, good morning.
6: Good morning there, Mr., Mr. Keralt.
5: Every Sunday morning, Joe gets up and rides on his exercise bicycle.
6: I got this. Exercise back from my granddaughter.
3: For two more months, CBS News has learned Capitol Police are so concerned about ongoing terror threats, the department wants the National Guard to stay through at least May. Over 5,000 troops make up the current force. The new request would keep up to 2,000 troops on duty. Many hill staffers stayed home and the house slimmed its schedule, though House Speaker Nancy Pelosi denied that it was due to the threat.
5: Right, yeah, sure. And and, and, and but and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Nancy Pelosi is eighty years old, all right? Eighty years old. <laughs> like, if she was an average citizen, she probably would have been either in a nursing home or or taking care of her grandkids or whatever. No. She's out there eighty years old and she's uh trying to get things done.
0: Uh, I really don't know. I don't think anybody should take any encouragement that because some troublemakers might show up uh, that we
6: change our whole schedule. <laughs> some troublemakers might show up.
5: <laughs> what? Some troublemakers might show up. Oh boy. You know, Nancy, what happens if the scallywags come by? What what what
3: happens then? <laughs> Uh Uh-oh, the hooligans. The hooligans. Investigators have been trying to get ahead of the threat, arresting those who could potentially act out. On Tuesday, white supremacist neo-Nazi Paul Miller was taken into custody on a weapons charge in South Florida. In a video posted on Telegram last October, he allegedly confronted a woman holding a Black Lives Matter sign near a Trump rally. And he does in this clip right here.
6: Only white lives matter. Only white, yeah, I am. Hail Hitler.
3: More than 300 of the people who stormed the Capitol on January 6th have been arrested and charged. Yep, that'll get them. Including Jacob Chansley, who calls himself the QAnon shaman. Let's all say a prayer. He spoke to 60 Minutes Plus correspondent Lori Siegel. But
9: Jake, legally you were not allowed to be in what you're calling the sacred chamber.
10: And that is and that is the one very serious regret that I have was believing that when we were waved in by police officers that it was acceptable.
6: Wow, oh <laughs> Oi, <Oy> velho.
5: <laughs> okay, I don't okay, I don't have anything else in regards to that. I really don't. I wish I did, but I don't. But uh all right. Well, it's uh well It okay. Uh Okay, all right. Just so know, uh, a Oh uh, wait, just uh, uh, just leftover thing about uh, the Mr. Potato Head thing. Uh, one of my coworkers told me about this. There was there was a funny picture. It was on. I think it was on Facebook. It was it was it was somewhere. It was it was it's it showed showed Mr. Potato Head
6: standing in a urinal, and the caption says they took my thing. <laughs> oh, that is pretty dang funny. I do like that. That's a good one. Pretty damn clever. All right. All right.
5: Let's see here. What's this? Yeah. Uh, dang it. Wrong one. No, not that one. Not that one. There we go. That That's the one I was looking
4: for. All right. Cool. All right. Okay. Okay.
5: Now Before I get out of here, folks, I just want to remind you all that this Monday is International Women's Day. Uh, so, you know, thank a woman for everything and anything that she's done for you. And uh, I have, uh, uh, I've talked about this woman before and I'm definitely going to talk about her again. Uh, back in uh, uh, I'll give you the clip notes version because I only got a few minutes left, but back in 2012 I was listening to a uh, podcast and I heard this uh, host uh, play an excerpt from YouTube. He didn't say who it was, but he talked about the video a little bit, and so I researched and uh and uh put two and two together. Found out the woman he was talking about is this YouTuber named Trisha Paytas. And uh and uh instant and soon soon as I heard her talk, the very second I heard her talk, I'm like, Man, she's got a really beautiful voice, man. Sounds really cute. So uh uh I subscribed and uh, started following her uh, um uh, the content as it were over the years. And then uh, one day she made an announcement, Hey, I'm going on tour y'all. And I'm like, all right, great. Where are you going to be? And then, I'm, and then, uh, and then it turned out that I was able to attend one of the shows Seen her in Denver and also in Kansas. And uh, both times I've had a chance to meet her. She's very nice, very friendly, very sweet. And uh, so this is from the Denver show. This was the Q and a, and this is when it was almost over, and then uh, this happened. We're
8: gonna wrap up with one
3: more question down here. We've got Lawrence down here. Yeah. Back in 2012, you won America's Got Talent. What was it like when you met the great Howard Stern? I <laughs> love <laughs> this. is
6: Blind Lawrence, by the way. He has an internet radio show. He is blind, and his name is Blind Lawrence, and I love it. It's a Twitter handle, so he's everything. Um, I love you. Um, you're everything. He's good at impressions.
7: I met him before the show. Uh, he's just so great.
6: Uh, yes, uh, that was very sweet
5: of you, Trisha. And uh, so yeah, and if, uh, uh, and if, uh, and she does follow me on Twitter. Can she see everything I write? No. Can I see everything she writes? No. You know why? We're both pretty busy folks. Will our paths cross again? Hopefully, yes. Hopefully sooner than later. I'd like sooner, but hey, you know, a man can dream. A man can dream. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna take you out now with the uh song I wrote about uh uh about Triche. After I saw her first show in Denver, I was just so I, I was just I was just so entranced by it. It was it was it was just it was it was it was everything as the kids say. And I just uh, uh it it left quite an impact on me. And uh well, here it is. But before before we get to that, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say just uh thanks for listening to the program, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh Tune in next week, man, because it's, it's, uh, it's going to be fun. And uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, see you with your heart and do good. I'm Lawrence Ross, and I'll see you on the radio next Friday. Bye-bye, everybody.
6: Whenever you feel like you're alone and there's nobody you can rely on, this is all you need to know.
4: Trisha Paytas, you are so sweet and so funny, making internet money for so long now. Oh, you're a smart one. And I know you're a woman of all seasons The fans you are pleasing them So please take a bow You're called the queen of YouTube and For you it's the perfect label It's the best royalty They've got yet Now it seems to me it's a Burger King And Taco Bell is on the table So a big mukbang is what we're gonna get Trisha Paytas Oh you make really good covers You write songs for your lovers Filming on an iPhone And vlogging, oh vlogging Well that's not just you talking Your videos make us feel like we're not alone Even when it's cold out you bring sunshine Your stuff is like a fine bottle of wine It only seems to get better with age You've really got a caring soul And to make you got a heart of gold I say Tricia Peters Oh, you're so tender and sensitive Gotta love the life you live It's really great And when it's raining Just know there's a rainbow above you And know that all the fishies love you all the fishes love you. Yes, you're a genuine sweetheart in every single way.
3: You are the mother. FUCKING anti <laughs>
1: You've been listening to The Lawrence Ross Show. Email the show, blindlawrence at gmail.com. There's
3: a letter in your mailbox.
1: Follow him on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, all ending in forward slash blindlawrence. Be
2: careful of the fucking wall!
1: Check out his YouTube channel, youtube.com, forward slash Lawrence Ross. Become a fan of the show on Facebook, facebook.com, forward slash lross1987. I'll send your shiny happy ass a friend request. Rate and subscribe to the show on iTunes, or follow the show on Spotify. I search Lawrence Ross.
2: Get out and take your sack of your wee dollars with you.
1: This week's edition of the Lawrence Ross Show Yikes! has just hit the brakes. Keep
4: your ugly fucking gold-bricking ass out of my beach community.
3: You lose! Good day, sir! I was making radio shows for fun. Everybody does it. At least everybody I know. Shut up! And baba booey to y'all. Mm-hmm.